Good afternoon, I'm Tom Robinson with sports. Well, the Harlan Cyclone wrestling team is gaining speed as they return for the second half of the season. Austin West has this report. New Year, same team as the Harlan Cyclones wrestling squad returns from break in the new year with high hopes to reach a peak heading to the postseason with first-year head coach Adam Bendorf. According to Track Wrestling, the team is currently 3-2 in duels this season, but has had some great showings at tournaments so far this year with lots of possible state qualifiers. Coach Bendorf reflects on the first half of the season, saying he is proud of his guys and how they have competed, but knows they haven't hit that peak he is looking for later in the season quite yet. I think it's pretty typical for a lot of uh, wrestlers to get a little bit burned out. You kind of hit a wall uh, right towards the end of January. And um, so, you know, this year I've kind of tried to not push them too hard here in the first half of the season in hopes of being able to really turn it on after the break here. We're a few weeks out from when I'm hoping to see them peaking, you know. I mean, we want to peak right before districts, you know, right about about the time of qualifying for state. So we're going to be just turning things on here in the next week. Kicking it into gear means more conditioning and more early morning practices to make sure his athletes are in top shape for when they are getting ready for that postseason run. Over break, Coach Bendorf is also changing his coaching tactics slightly from the first half of the year. Where originally the wrestlers were focusing on fundamentals and how to do something, they are now transitioning to both how and why when it comes to those fundamentals. The goal now becomes implementing strategy into a match and what your opponent might do in different scenarios. The mental side of wrestling also becomes a focus for this postseason peak the Cyclones are looking for. Especially the younger wrestlers, I think when they get to districts, there's this subconscious part of you that wrestling is tough and you, you almost don't want to go to state because you just want the season to be over. And so I'm, I'm really kind of focused on just trying to mentally prepare them for the long haul, talking to them about, you know, finding their why. If you've got championship goals, you've got to have a championship work ethic. There will be plenty of wrestlers to watch out for in the second half of the season with a strong group of juniors and seniors, including three state qualifiers from the 2022-23 season in juniors Jesse Jens, Spencer Fink, and Brody McKinley. Harlan Wrestling returns to the mat on January 4th as part of a triangular duel featuring the Cyclones, the Atlantic Trojans, and the Denison Schleswig Monarchs starting at 5.30 p.m. I'm Austin West reporting. Thanks, Austin. The Atlantic wrestling team heads into the second half of the season with a 5-7 and seven record. Atlantic head coach Tim Duff says they have been wrestling with a shorter roster through the first half of the season, but he likes the performances of several individuals that are having a good start. Um, we always kind of break the season down into thirds, so kind of that first third or that first half uh, before Christmas, into Christmas break, um, and a number of kids uh, wrestle extremely well. Junior Aiden Smith is picking up where he left off as a state runner-up one year ago. The junior wrestling at 126 is 26-1 after the first half of the season. 19 of his 26 wins are by fall with two tech falls. Smith captured tournament titles at the Joe Fitch Tournament in Humboldt and Roland Story. His only loss was a close one to a wrestler from Creighton Prep at the Council Bluffs Classic. So he's scoring a lot of bonus points, really being aggressive, um, looking real solid on his feet. Um, and, you know, he's tough on top. So he's lead, he leads a team in turns um, near fall points. And, and so he's uh, really been a good um, role model for those young kids. He's out there being aggressive, trying to score points. And senior Tay Jordan wrestling at 106 is 23-4 and four in the year with 13 pins. 
Jordan won titles at the Joe Fitch and Roland Story tournaments. You know, one of those kids that kind of spent three years on our junior varsity trying to fight uh, his way in the lineup. And so it's uh, fun to see a kid like that finally get his opportunity to go out and shine. And Raxon has wrestling at 113 and 120, is 23 and 5 on the year. The junior won the individual title at the Joe Fitch tournament and placed third at Roland Story. Raxon's been. I'm really wrestling well, um, and, you know, he's really dead set on improving. And so um, he's working on the things coaches are are trying to, um, you know, teach him, and he's real receptive to that. And, and, you know, he's um, one of those kids I think you're going to see him progress and improve. Uh, Just a sophomore, you know, a kid that's been to state tournament as a freshman, um, you know, he's real hungry to have a good second half of the season. And so, um, you know, I think he, you know, is is really poised to take off here in the second half. And Evan Sorensen is wrestling at 285 and is 18-2. The junior suffered his two losses at that Council Bluffs Classic. So Evan's one of those kids that's real explosive. Um, you know, we've just got to get on the mat, you know, a little more and keep uh, working on our conditioning and keep, um, you know, pushing our tempo so we can get to that next level. Evan's got, uh, you know, all the tools now. It's just about putting the pieces together uh, physically and mentally and uh, pushing forward and, again, hopefully have a, a good second half of the season. And Donovan Hedrington wrestling at 175 is 16 and nine heading into the second half 10 of his 16 wins are by fall so he's been solid force there at that 175 pound class um you know as a sophomore you're you're gonna see mostly juniors and seniors at at that weight and so uh, donovan's been wrestling kids that are probably physically more mature than he is at this point in his development but um you know he's competing hard and he's not using that as an excuse um and we've seen you know continued improvement and and growth from donovan and cohen bruce wrestling at 190 enters the second half of the season with a 14 and 10 record you know cohen last year had an opportunity to get in and wrestle early in the season and kind of had a uh, a knee injury it set him back a little bit missed uh, a lot of the second half so it's good to see him come back um, you know he's starting to pick it up I mean you see him gaining some momentum uh, like he said out of his 14 wins eight of them are by by pin um, so he, he's doing a pretty good job scoring bonus points and um, you know he's continuing to improve and as a senior uh, you know we've only got a couple seniors in our lineup so as a senior we need Cohen to you know be one of those leaders and he's doing a great job in the leadership aspect he's 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 one of those guys that really encourages the young guys and is trying to teach them um, you know how to wrestle as an Atlantic Trojan. And Coach Duff mentioned several other young wrestlers that are competing well. For example, Carter Hadley wrestling up one or two weights at times is five and seven. Jaden Harder is wrestling at 132. He's 13 and 13 with 11 pins. And Colin Harris, another freshman at 106, 113. And he wrestles at 120, is 12 and five with seven pins. Calvin Hayes wrestling at 144 is 9-7. Drevin Smith wrestling at 138 and 144. And a few times at 150 is 3-4. Dart Hansen coming off a big pin against I-35 at the Eddieville blakesburg Fremont Dual Tournaments 4-6. Zayden Parker, a dual sport athlete, 3-3. Cooper Woolsey wrestling at 285 continues to develop, according to Coach Duff. And Walker Gary is a dual sporting and has two wins on the varsity level. Nicholas McBride is wrestling up a weight or two, and Coach Duff says he continues to improve and Dayton Van Horn weighing 89 pounds is wrestling at 106. He saw some action at Shenandoah before the break and has won most of his matches at the JV level. 
Atlantic girls basketball team is wrapping up the holiday practice session today in preparation for their game at home tomorrow against Glenwood. The Rams are 4-4. Four and four. Atlantic is 3-8. and eight. Atlantic head coach Dan Vargason said this has been a productive week of practice. Vargason says some things need cleaning up and thinks they made positive strides in that direction. I was really happy coming back from the break, and sometimes those first few practices back there can be a little bit of a lull. Uh, it'd be tough to transition back after a little break, and our, our girls did a fantastic job and had two great practices. Uh, and then Coach Best and McCready, uh, i got to give them a lot of credit. They took over Thursday, Friday on really short notice and uh, did a tremendous job, and the, the girls actually did the mountain with me gone, and they gave great effort and worked pretty hard. Coach Vargason says they struggled with Glenwood's pressure the first time out. He says there was a time in the game when they threw the ball around, giving the Rams easy possessions and layups. Take that stretch out, which you can't do in sports, but you know we play better basketball in that little stretch. Uh, it's a little bit more of an even game. So focusing on those turnovers has been a big focus for us and handling pressure different types and in different situations. So uh, hopefully we can handle that a little bit better the second time around. And during their first meeting, Vargason says Glenwood scored most from a close range. They didn't actually do a lot of outside shooting against us. They were able to get to the rim pretty easy. Uh, we just got to stop their ball handlers and, and create some more pressure. I think last time it was a little bit too easy for them to get to the basket. So uh, just across the board, we, we struggled defensively a little bit, uh, and I think part of that was just the, the turnovers put us in a bad transition situation. And Peyton Harder leads the Trojans offensively, averaging 14 points a game and 10 rebounds, and others are starting to step up on the offensive end, including Zoe Kirkhoff. She's 12 of 40 from behind the arc and averages 7 points. Zoe Kirkhoff really got going mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the first semester, started to hit from the outside and gained some confidence on her mid-range pull-up. Um, and that's going to be big. Uh, we got to get Katrina Williams going a little bit more consistently in the paint. She's a young player, so uh, reps are going to continue to help her. Coach Vargason says Maddie Richter is also a good three-point shooter with 13 baskets from behind the three-point line, and he says they need to get McKenna Schrader in the mix. Lila Wiederstein has started to score offensively, and Claire Pellet is contributing. He says the focus is to get more consistency from everyone offensively. Danica Arnold leads the Rams, averaging 12 points per game. Maggie McChesney, 10, and Lauren Hughes, 8. We'll have the girls and the boys game tomorrow night on 95.7 FM and live video streamed at westerniowatoday.com. Pre-game starts at 5.45. And the Iowa State Cyclones men's basketball team polished off their non-conference schedule on Sunday with an 85-70 win over New Hampshire. Six players scored in double figures for the Cyclones. Iowa State is 11-2. They've won six straight, and they will get into conference play on Saturday, January 6th in Oklahoma with the opening tip-off at 5 p.m. We'll have the broadcast on KSOM. More sports on the website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Tom Robinson with this sports update.